Hello, everyone. Welcome to the SB3V Fantasy Football Podcast. Today's date is September 12th, 2020. My name is Billy Strobel, and I'm being joined by Liam Ginelli, Joe Isola, and then Anthony Isola. And we're going to talk about some fantasy football. Just going to do this throughout the whole season, every single Saturday. And let's just do it. Hello, I'm, I'm Liam Ginelli, and we're going to get right to it. We're going to go over some takeaways we saw from Thursday's game. Um, Anthony, did you see anything that really surprised you besides Clyde time actually happening? I think that this could potentially be a long season for the Texans. You know, you saw how the O-line was blocking for Deshaun Watson. He was practically running for his life the whole game. The Texans, despite on paper saying they scored 20 points, I believe, they really didn't. They just got garbage time touchdowns, and it was just not meaningful points for them. Any any fantasy values for any receivers you see? I mean, they're obviously missing D-Hop, but I saw Will Fuller had a good game. But, I mean, I started Brandon Cooks, and I regret that to this day. I mean. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that Will Fuller is definitely going to see a lot more target share this year, and it really just depends upon – if he's able to stay healthy, if he is, I do think he's a top 20 receiver this year. Really, that's pretty bold, but I, I can agree with you. He's one of the biggest boom-bust players I've probably ever seen in football. Like, last year's 52-point performance, and then next week, what, he tears ACL? Yes. And now is that. So, I mean, it's all that. Now, Joe, anybody on Kansas City's offense you saw besides, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Um... Travis Kelsey's a great value, but I feel like everyone knows that. I think Sammy Watkins actually might be bound for a decent season. I think I don't think Demarcus Robinson is very good personally, but I think if there was someone you could take that is kind of lower end on leagues, I would go for Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but the Sammy Watkins treatment was this the second week one in a row that he's had she had a good performance and what happens after the rest of the season? Dis- disappears. Yeah. Gets hurt. Billy knows all about that from last year. I do know all about that. And speaking of the Chiefs offense, uh, I've been a f- I've been a football fan for so long, and I've never seen a team. This offense is scary good. I think that every single player on this offense is going to be deadly this season in fantasy. Whether you're talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he was very impressive in his first game. He could have gotten even more touchdowns, but you know that Texans uh, defensive line with J.J. Watt is just very good. And Tyreek Hill, although he wasn't as good as he usually is, he didn't get as many touches, didn't get as many uh, receptions. It's still Tyreek Hill at the end of the day. The man is just such a great talent. Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, is the best tight end in fantasy. Yeah, this Chiefs offense is going to be amazing. Texans just got to figure it out. Missing D-Hop is a big problem. But I was impressed with David Johnson, so that's all I'll say. Oh, David, David Johnson, I'm going to be the one to say it. From the start, I've probably been a bittersweet relation with David Johnson. Like, I always say every year he'll be good, PPR. And this year it looks like he's out there catching balls. He's running the ball really well, actually. But it just – I don't like to judge players after week one because there's 16 more weeks. Injuries happen, roster changes, trade trade deadline, anything can happen. But if David Johnson keeps playing how he's been playing, I'm finishing as a top 15 running back at the end of the year. I don't know if he's ever get running back one status, but he's definitely a high-end running back, too. I'm confident I could put him in my lineups every week. But they do have Baltimore next week, and that's that's a pretty good D. But if he has another good game next week, I'm going to say he's going to be in your lineups every week, definitely if he doesn't get injured. Uh, I was going to go to the injury report right now. Right now they have Kenny Galladay listed as doubtful. I mean, do you see any other players in that Lions offense that can get great value right now? I, you start over anybody else? 
Yes, I think Marvin Jones is a must-start this week if you have him in your lineup. He will probably see at least 8 to 12 targets. And I think that he's always been a big boomer bust player. He's one with Kenny Galladay in the lineup. He is way more dependent on touchdowns and big plays. But with him not in the lineup, he's going to see a lot more just normal targets. So in PPR leagues, he's definitely a must start. Uh, any, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with, agree with you, Anthony. Marvin Jones has great value this week, especially if Galladay doesn't play. But it looks, seems all the attention will be on him. Uh, but, you know, they also have TJ Hawkinson, who had a good week one last year. And, I mean, he had some up-and-down games from last year. But what was I going to say? I mean, you, again, God isn't out there. He, he's, Matt Stafford's going to be looking at him all day tomorrow, and hopefully he stays healthy this year because I can see him breaking down top 10 tight end status this year. Joe, what about the backfield this year? You have Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, on Johnson. In any lineup, you have Swift, Peterson, Johnson. Who are you most comfortable starting? Even at flex, running back two, anybody, PPR. Uh, right now, I'm actually most comfortable with Swift. Um, based off the past few years, I think Johnson will go down at some point this season. And I feel like DeAndre Swift will be the number one guy eventually. I'm not sure about the first few weeks, but... I think that carry on Johnson will be uh, the best running back this season for the Lions. DeAndre Swift is still young, and this Lions team is generally more of a passing team. You got to look out. Obviously, Kenny Galladay out week one, but you got to look out for guys like Marvin Jones and T.J. Hawkinson already mentioned. And Carryon Johnson, I think, has been one of the most under uh, underappreciated running backs in the NFL for the past two three years. He's a very good talent, but he's just on this Lions offense, and they generally are more of a pass heavy offense. Maybe not this week against the Bears. They had that front seven, but I do think Carryon Johnson will be the best running back for the Lions this season. I've got to be honest. Personally, I would not feel comfortable starting any of these Lions running backs in any weeks. Thank you. So what you have to think about is that they have three guys. They're more of a pass-heavy offense, and the three guys are going to be a committee. The Lions offense, personally, the Lions will probably be playing down a lot of the time too, which is another thing you have to factor in, which is going to prevent them from running the ball. So if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm definitely not looking to throw any of these Lions backs in my in my uh, team on any week. Yeah, I'm gonna 100% agree with you, Anthony, on that. I mean, I wouldn't throw anybody in, especially I think the first couple of weeks until you see how the snaps keep going. I mean, it's bound to happen. One of them's getting hurt. It just depends who and what whose value is gonna go to. It can be carry on. Swift's value goes to the ceiling. Adrian Peterson. Uh, carry on Swift both go again. It can be Swift that gets injured. Carry on is obviously getting more snaps over Peterson. And it also depends. I mean, for PPR purposes, I'm going to say Swift's going to get more of the catches this year than carry on. But red zone, again, it could be Peterson, carry on anybody in the backfield. Again, I think it's just a mess. I'm going to say there's a lot of committees this year, but there's more I'm more confident in. But Detroit's definitely one I'm going to stay away from. And for our next segment, I'm just gonna, we're going to do some start sits. Ask the, the guys, a couple of players, who would you start over a sit? And that. going to go through most of the games. So first question I'm going to ask. Anybody on – you're starting Henry Ruggs over anybody. you starting him, sitting him. I mean, that that's secondary in Carolina is probably really bad this year. And, I mean, anybody. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. I mean, Dar- Darren Waller is a must-start tight end. But what about Ruggs, Renfro? I would absolutely consider starting Henry Ruggs, especially against a secondary that's as weak as Carolina. He was the top running receiver 
chosen in the draft. The guy looks to be an incredible talent, and especially against this weak Carolina defense, I think Henry Ruggs can definitely be uh, a good, safe flex option for week one. Personally, this week, I am going to be staying away from Henry Ruggs. I think that it's going to take a little bit of time to develop the chemistry of Derek Carr, you know, no, uh, no early training camps. And another thing that's important to note is that Dante Jackson is probably going to be shadowing him. He's around a 4-3 speed corner, so they have someone who can definitely hang with him. I would say an argument to that is, remember last year, week one, Marquise Brown, first ever game, put up an unbelievable performance. I know that he did not have the season that was expected after that game, and I do think Marquise Brown will be good, but I think you can compare him to Henry Ruggs. He was the top receiver of the draft. He had an amazing week one performance against Miami, and I think that Henry Ruggs can maybe even replicate that in week one. I expect a lot from Henry Ruggs this week. Yeah, you're going back to Hollywood Brown. I'm calling him Hollywood over Marquise. Um, I was going to say, but you think Lamar, I mean, I'm going to go Lamar's better than Derek Carr in every aspect. But that Dolphins secondary is terrible, like awful. I'm going to say Carolina's a little better than that Dolphins week one secondary from last year. Much better, much better. But, you know, it's week one. Anything can happen in football. But I'm going to say I would start Ruggs or Renfro. No Tyrell Williams this year, and I don't know – how, long, how much are going to be running the ball with Jacobs? But, yeah, Jacobs, I'm saying, is like a top eight running back this week. That Carolina rush defense is terrible, awful. I mean, I would start anybody for Carolina, especially in deeper leagues, like 10-people leagues. I wouldn't start Ruggs and Renfro, but if 12 people, 14, 16, I'm starting one of the receivers in uh, Las Vegas. At the end of the day, if it's, a weak, if it's a weak secondary, any quarterback can really torch them. And Derek Carr, you know, the guy had a really good 2016 season. And ever since then, injuries have just plagued him and he hasn't been as good. But he can show signs of brilliance. I expect big things out of Henry Ruggs. And I don't think that the quarterback necessarily will change. It will have, yes, it will have an impact, but I don't think it'll change the complete outcome of a receiver's season. Because if they're reliable and dependable and as good as a talent as Henry Ruggs is, I think he can be very good. Uh, rookie receiver this season. I'm going to bounce to the next game. That's going to be Philly-Washington this year. I mean, Miles Sanders is questionable for the game, but he's expected to play. He's on the right side questionable. He's got two practices in. So I'm not, if you're not worried about starting him, start him, lock him and load him. He'll be fine. The question is that that uh, receiving core for Philly. I mean, if any Carson Wentz owners listening to this, you comfortable starting him? I mean, who, who do you have out there? Jalen Rager? Alshon Jeffrey's not playing, I know that. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, no. Think about it now. That's the guy to start this week. Put him in flex. I mean, I wouldn't probably put him any higher than a flex, especially in shallower leagues. If like 8, 10, he's not going to probably maybe be in some people's lineups. But 12, 14, I would just say throw him in there. He's going to have a good week against that terrible secondary once again. Joe, would you like to add anything? Yeah, I would, I would like to say um, when Carson Wentz is in doubt, I feel like he usually – throws the ball to Zach Ertz a lot. And I feel like Zach Ertz is he's he's number three tight end. So I think he's bound for a big I think he's bound for a big week. Uh Washington's Washington's defense is very weak. And usually if Carson Wentz is in a pinch, he's probably gonna throw the ball to Ertz. So I would expect a big game out of him. 
going to Washington now. I mean, every everybody's waiting for him. I mean, DraftKings, DFS lineups, anybody fantasy, any sport you gamble in, you're going to put him in your lineup. Antonio Gibson is a sleeper of the week, in my opinion. This guy came out of nowhere. We've heard about him in training camps. No, everybody seemed to overlook him. Some people in other leagues, like Ahmed Anthony, snagged him over other people, which I looked at him looked at him confused, saying, why are you taking this guy? I never heard of him. But now with Adrian Peterson guy, it seems like Antonio Gibson's the next man up, and people are comparing him to he's going to be receiving back, PPR machine. I don't know how many touches he's going to get. I did see a report today that he's expected to get 15 carries and around eight targets. So, I mean, if that's what's going to be, he can be a start every week. It just depends what his matchup is. Yeah, I'm definitely very high on Antonio Gibson this year. It's been a known fact that Ron Rivera loves to use receiving backs out of the backfield, as we have seen with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, well, just Christian McCaffrey. But in the past, Ron Rivera's always used his running backs in, like, D'Angelo Williams. So definitely look for Gibson to see a lot of touches this whole season. He's probably going to get at least five receptions every game. I actually have a question for all any of you guys. Do you guys think Alex Smith touches the field at all this year? No. I'm not saying no because he's not a good quarterback, but that injury he, was, he suffered two seasons ago is pretty bad. I mean, there was contemplations of him amputating his leg, for God's sake. And I just, you can't, I mean, I don't feel comfortable putting him back out there because another freak accident happens, and you look at the coaching staff that put him out there, and it's like, we just ruined this guy's life. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. No, I don't think Alex Smith touches the field again this year. I think there's a possibility that he could. I'll say yes because I just I've never been confident in Dwayne Haskins as a quarterback. I just never have. He did he looked very unimpressive, and I can't believe at one time that people were saying that they should draft Jones over him because Jones has looked like a much better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. I think Alex Smith will see the field sometime halfway through the season. But back to Haskins, I mean, I don't know if it's the player. I mean, his receiving core. I mean, you have Tyler McLaurin, who's not that bad. But I feel like Jones has more talent around him. I think the coaching staff seems more in Jones. I just don't see – the Washington doesn't look that confident with Haskins. I don't know if that has anything to do with this play or anything at all, but it just seems that Haskins really hasn't had a shot to prove himself. So maybe this year he's going to have a bounce back year, but if not, then I don't think he's the answer in Washington. Um, go to the next game real quick. We're going to just jump to the, probably the game of the week. New Orleans, Tampa Bay. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a shootout happen. I think you can start anybody. Alva Kamara just got his actual contract extension while we're doing this. It was five years, 75 mil. No, five years, 77 mil extension. So, I mean, you expect Kamara not to hold out anymore. So, put him in your lineups. Latavius Murray is more of a red zone guy this year. PPR is Alvin Kamara. And then Tampa Bay. Go, I'll ask Billy right now, actually. He's contemplating starting Tom Brady or Josh Allen this uh, tomorrow for week one. Joan Anthony, any hindsight on that? Who'd you rather start, Allen or Brady? Um, so, that's a really tough decision, personally. Because Allen is playing a pretty mediocre defense but Brady is as well but we don't really know Brady last year was pretty bad but this year he has all these targets so I feel like for this week I would go Josh Allen but throughout the season I could see Brady having a big year 
Both are definitely good options this year, but personally, I would definitely go Tom Brady. I think with his targets this year, Mike Evans, Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, O.J. Howard, he's got a good running backs and Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones. I think you're going to see a huge year out of Tom Brady this year, and this Saints defense is easily exploitable. They're starting P.J. Williams, who is perhaps one of the worst cornerbacks I've ever seen in my life. So, yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to start Josh Allen, but I'm just going Tom Brady over him. All right, quick two things after that, after hearing you, Anthony. I'm going to disagree with you with Josh Allen, but I'll get to that for a second. The Bucks, sec- uh, Bucks backfield, stay away from that. Again, exactly like uh, what, whose backfield we were just talking about. Detroit's backfield. You have Fournette, Ronald Jones, Keyshawn Vaughn, it's just a crowded backfield with no one knows what's going to happen. Again, if you have Fournette, sit him. Do not play him. I don't know. He signed with the team less than a couple of days ago. So I don't know how um, how well he's going to do in the backfield this year. But, I mean, PPR, Ronald Jones has much more value than Fournette. But, again, that backfield is just a mess. I would stay away for the first couple of weeks, just like Detroit. And I'm starting Josh Allen over Tom Brady this week. Jets' defense is not mediocre. It's terrible. It's horrendous. Jamal Adams was the only good player in that defense and C.J. Mosley, but we didn't see Mosley at all last year, and he's just not playing at all this year. And did you guys forget Allen runs? Brady doesn't run. Allen doesn't have his good targets, but Stephon Diggs just a huge uptick in receptions and yards this year with Josh Allen. Well, speaking of the Tampa Bay offense, the return of Rob Gronkowski, who I think is the best tight end of the 2010s, and I know that he was not the player that he was in the two, I believe he retired in the 2018 season. He's back in Tampa now. Do you guys think he'll be the same player that he once was, or do you think he's washed up and he just won't be as good as he was as a Buccaneer? Well, I'm not, I'm going to say wash. I mean, you take your season off. I mean, look at Bell. He took a season off, and we saw him last year not produce as he well. He's in this past season. But, again, that could be coaching. It seems him and Adam Gates used to butt heads and didn't. He took that out on the field. I mean, again, Jets' O-line is horrendous. Seem to have no running room at all. And I would remember last year, I, people were like, should we start Bell? Start Bell? I'm like, no, sit him. I don't like Bell in any of his matchups. And Jets have a really tough running back this, this year. So, again, I'm not confident in Bell. But back to the ground question, do I think he's going to hit his prime status again? No. Do I think he's going to score over six touchdowns? Yes. Again, I don't know how many receptions he's going to get or receiving yards. He's going to be out there, another guy for Brady to throw to. He definitely won't be a bust. He won't definitely be in his prime size. He's definitely someone that will be average, and he would definitely help the Buccaneers succeed this, this season. Um, I also think Gronk will be a very big red zone threat for the Buccaneers. I don't see him getting too many receptions and yards, but I do see a lot of touchdowns out of him. I feel like Brady's going to look for him a lot down there. Also, with all those people on that offense, it's going to be hard to distribute equally to each. So... I would I would start I would start Gronk, I think. But have a decent backup just in case. Alright, we're gonna jump to questions right now. A little some trade questions. If any of these trades ever come up in your league, you get head start on them and you give give your our answers right away. And just some overall questions. Who would you start? Start at your flags. Rich running rookie running backs to be the best this year. So let's get to them. Quick question, Anthony. I already know you'll have Clyde, so this trade will never happen. 
But would you trade Clyde edwards Hilaire for Mike Evans and Jordan Howard? Absolutely. There's no chance I would ever do that. Jordan Howard, Miami, like it, like I said with um Detroit, I think they're going to be playing down a lot. Jordan Howard's not going to hold much value. And then in bigger leagues, running backs are scarce, so I'd much rather have Hilaire than Mike Evans. I would 100% agree with you. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, will be the breakout town of the year. I could already see in week one, this guy is something else. Like I said, I definitely think he could have had more points than he did, and that was just one week. And a pretty good uh, rushing, you know, that front line for the Texans has always been good because they've always had J.J. Watt, a very, very good defensive player. I would never do that trade in a million years. We're on the same page. That's good. I know Joe wouldn't do it either, so that's good. I looked at this trade actually for a little bit, and I actually was contemplating it. Would I do this? Because I see a breakout season in Austin Eckler. I mean, there's no Melvin Gordon there this year. But, again, you have those sleepers in Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, who Anthony seemed to pick up and wouldn't tell me about, and I finally found out. But I agreed with that pickup, I, especially if Eckler is used in PPR. He's more of a receiving back. So Jackson and Kelly can both get touches. But this trade right here I found interesting. Raheem Mostert and Zach Ertz for Austin Eckler and Noah Fant. I mean, if I like Eckler, so I probably wouldn't do it myself. And I also like Noah Fant. Seems to have a breakout season this year with Drew Locke throwing him the ball. And that, again, Cortland Sutton, he had a scary injury, but we don't know how severe it was. So we can see more targets for Fant this year. But Raheem Mostert, again, it's a crowded backfield. Jared McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, they did lose Matt Breda, so I guess that helps his value a little more. But again, Zach Ertz, it's me, Carson Wentz, number one guy this year. I mean... I wouldn't do the trade if I was if I had Eckhorn Fant, but maybe if I had most certain Earths, I would do it in a heartbeat. Joe? Um, I would not trade Eckler and Fant, personally. I just feel like the value of running backs is so important. And I feel like, yes, Zach Ertz is a top tight end, but I feel like if you... Fant could be, you know, he could get you like 10 points a week, so I personally would not do that trade. I think it's up for debate because you know how much Kyle Shanahan likes to use that running back core. And it seemed like Raheem Mostert really took the reins of that running of that running back core, especially with Matt Breda gone now. It's really him and Tevin Coleman, and I'd rather have Mostert because it seems like Mostert's going to be the RB1. And Zach Ertz is, I think, a top five tight end uh, option this year. It's really tough because Austin Eckler – was very good last year but can he have that season again i don't know i think i would personally make that trade i think i'd rather have Ertz and mostert because mostert you know the guy could be a breakout talent himself just like eckler could although i do feel eckler did break out to his peak last season but when melvin gordon came back we saw eckler kind of scale it back we didn't see him get as much carries as he had in the beginning of this in the first couple of games when Gordon was holding out. So, again, it's just going to be a question. Week one's going to answer all the questions for us. And one more quick question, right? actually two more, because one of the questions leads into our, our FanDuel section of the podcast. I know a lot of people in my school do FanDuel and DFS lineups, so we'll get to that for in a second. But which rookie running back do you think has this breakout year? J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, out of those two, who do you see having a better year? Obviously, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, the guy was amazing last year for Ohio State. 
And Mark Ingram, he's kind of on the back end of his prime. I wouldn't even say he's in his prime anymore. His prime was with really at New Orleans. I think J.K. Dobbins will take the the starting running back position sometime during the season. J.K. Dobbins is going to be a big problem. I'm telling you right now, he will be a, I'll say top. 20 running back this season. I'm very high on J.K. Dobbins. I'm going to have to agree with you, Billy. Um, I picked J.K. Dobbins slightly early in my league because I feel like he will eventually have the reins to that backfield. Also, um, you know, Mark Ingram's not getting any younger, so there's that. But he's kind of questionable starting him the first three four weeks i would say but after that i think he could be a lower tier running back one and a high tier running back two so i got some bold predictions from joe and uh joe and billy this year but again dobbins i again deeper leagues i would throw him in your lineup because if baltimore's up big they're gonna sit in ground and get dobbins some touches again used to the field and everything but i agree dobbins seems will take over the backfield towards the end of the season and definitely reset ppr and red zone it seems to be dobbins now and now our question for Anthony for this DFS. Would you rather build your team around CMC or Mike Thomas? In FanDuel, I will personally be building my team around Michael Thomas this week. I don't the Bucks secondary is just so lackluster. They have no one to guard him. And also he's around a thousand dollars cheaper than him. So I will go Michael Thomas this week. I also think there is some great value at running back, especially with Antonio Gibson. Okay, so the line I have right now for this week, which can potentially change bearing injury news, especially Mike Evans. At quarterback, I'm going with Lamar Jackson. He just has the highest ceiling on the slate every single week. At running back, I'm going to go Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders. At the wide receivers for now, I have Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Deshaun Jackson. At tight end, I'm going Mark Andrews. I think him and Jackson might connect for a touchdown or two. At flex, Antonio Gibson. And as my defense, I'm going with the Colts against Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm going to say that's a pretty solid line this week. I mean, definitely win some money with there. Who's your quarterback again? I'm sorry I didn't hear. Lamar, I mean, can't go on Lamar. That Cleveland's defense, I don't know, is going to be as strong as last year if they were ever strong, but still a solid line. I like mixing this week against L.A. Antonio Gibson, we talked about earlier in the show, so he definitely have a big week, and Mark Andrews is top. I might peak top three tight end side of this year. Him and Ertz are just going to be battling it out for that because we know Kelsey and Kittle will go in the top two. So as the season goes on, we'll see. So that was it for today, folks. I hope you all enjoyed. We'll be here every Saturday answering your questions and all. Some starts it. Breaking news happens. We might gather up and discuss it. But for now, I hope you all enjoyed the show. And I'll see you next Saturday.